Welcome, welcome. It's the COD. Once welcome again. back. You know what yes, sir. Is. Episode 25. You hear me? 2-5. We out here. You know hey. Hey, post-inauguration. Post-inauguration. You know? It's a new day, as they say. As they say in the rap game. We oh, out yeah, here. man. Full speed ahead. Let's, let's hop into it. Yes, sir. Full speed ahead is your boys, Ryan and Paul. No, Paul and Ryan. <laughs> We here, you know. We out here. We ready to speak. We ready to speak on a monumental new era in mm. America. Mm. So let's hop right into it, man. Um, when when was it? Wednesday. It was Wednesday, the what twentieth. Uh, yep. One nineteen, two thousand twenty-one. Uh, yes, sir. One twenty. Oh, excuse me. Um, the first. Yes, sir. African American. Uh, or multicultural American, however you want to pin her. But. Yes, sir. She she's uh she's uh she's black. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know Jamaican American, you know that's her black side. Um, but you know she is mixed, and she's mixed with um Indian. I'm, you know, pretty sure. You know the news keeps saying South Asian, so, um, you know. She's Jamaican and South Asian, man. It's multicultural. She's a woman of color um, as a VP. So, you know, the first female vice president, the first black vice president, the first South Asian South president. It's a lot of firsts out here. Man, a lot of firsts out here. Um, it's a huge day for, you know, for women of all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. She, she was on the Vogue cover, you know, Madam Vice President. And you know, her husband is now the first, second gentleman. Hey, hold on, time out. Time so out. let's rewind. Yeah. So he's the he's the second gentleman. Is this is this official? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, like, sir. So, I saw him walking. Right. I, 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 I saw him walking mm. with her, and I'm like, man, like, what the fuck is this type? You know? Because <laughs> I'm we've never seen this Not, before. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. And I had to think about it, you know, because you know people were like, oh, he's the first gentleman or the first man or the first. But I guess, you know, if you're the VP, you're the second. Mm. So, you know, that makes sense. So he's the second gentleman. Um, yeah, man, he's, he's the first, second gentleman, the first husband in the White House who's, you know, not a politician or, you know, not really holding office. So, you know, to me, like, I guess, I guess let's, let's start off there. How would you feel being the first gentleman? Hey, you know what? got to support you know people. usually you got to support exactly and, and, yeah. and especially uh someone like her in such a monumental occasion you know what i'm saying it's just such a groundbreaking and historic moment of her becoming vice president um man he he i'm looking at him and he's supporting her 100 percent, and he's standing by her and and that's what you're supposed to do, you know. I mean, exactly. I think it's. I think that's a. It's a bigger message behind that too, bro. It's like the equality, you know, debate and and the push for equality between men and women, mm-hmm. uh, uh, pay wise and just just equality um, rights wise. Uh, it's just huge. Yeah. Like she she's. I mean, think about the conversation around gender roles, right? Mm-hmm. Because I never really thought about it, because you know, first ladies usually just. I always felt like they just do things, you know, because it's like, I guess when Biden was vice president, his wife still kept her job as a teacher in the D.C. area. So I don't know what Kamala or Kamala's husband's job was. But, you know, if if you're able to still, you know, hold your job as the private citizen like Jill Biden was cool. But, you know, um, you know, Kamala's from California. So this big move to DC, I'm pretty sure everyone's had to uproot and move. So maybe, you know, if you can still do things remotely, maybe he still does that. But for the most part, you know, I've always looked at, you know, first ladies as, you know, they find something to do. So, you know, it's like your, you know, like Michelle had her, um, you know, healthy eating program for children in schools and things like that. Um, you know, first ladies have kind of picked what to grow in the garden. They've kind of 
chose how to decorate inside they, they you know they have initiatives outside of just decorating but they have they have initiatives like i was saying you know michelle with her you know healthy eating initiatives and, and there's other first ladies who had other um social initiatives that they've you know gone to put in place and things like that so it'll be interesting to see what he does um you know I know a lot of people are joking on Twitter, like, you know, now, you know, he's got to show out, you know, like, don't shy away from anything, you know, pick how you decorate the inside, you know, really pick, you know, go crazy. Every time you have to show up, make sure you're in the sharpest suit. Like, really, he can really kick back and be like, you know, I'm about to be the flyest dude out here, you know, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what he picks up on and how he, uh, you know, how, what he does with his new, uh, new role you know yeah i mean because just like you said all the all the other first ladies michelle obama or uh mrs pence or you know they get a plat they they get a, a platform too you know, the biggest yep. platform, right so now exactly all eyes on them as well so he can really use that to you know what i mean do some good or, or push some uh, uh social agendas or even some business agendas who knows you know what i mean but like you said i'm excited to see what happens uh the message the message uh during the inauguration was unity what you think about that yes sir i liked it man because you know we just had the insurrection so the sedition the sedition the treasonous proud boys you know so it's you know it's something i guess that needed to be said you know he he stressed that he's a president for all americans not just the ones who voted for him um and he got right to work, you know, he started signing all his uh, executive orders and then all his executive orders so far, it's, it's really about, you know, pushing equality. You know, today he was talking about, you know, he, he wants to fight for that $15 an hour minimum wage. You know, he, he, he said he's got initiatives to try to curb one third of poverty in, in the black community, things like that. Um, you know, he signed, an ex you know, something to stop the Keystone Pipeline, which, you know, there's a few Native American tribes who live close by there who are negatively affected by, you know, oil spills from that. So, you know, there's there's a lot of things that he's doing, but, you know, he's he's letting people know, like, you know, I'm voting for you. I'm not I'm not voting for you, but I'm working for you. You know, he's he's not going to, you know, seek revenge on those who didn't vote for him. Right. So it was a good thing. I think it was something that needed to be said. I don't, I mean, I hope it didn't fall on deaf ears and let's not be naive just because he said that doesn't mean that, you know, everyone's going to turn around and just be like, hell yeah, let's go. So um, I guess it was just one of those symbolic things that needed to be said because of the great divide that was displayed on January 6th. Exactly. So, you know, it's one of those things like, you know, even you, I'll, you know, I'll still fight for you. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully things go well. Um, yeah, we got Bernie. Accountable, bro. We got to hold him accountable. Yeah, accountable. exactly. And that's why Bernie was exactly. to hold him accountable. You see Bernie? Come on. I was going to ask you, what do you think about Bernie and the, the memes that have uh, been produced from him? just, you know, sitting in the chair. Everyone else was kind of swagged out. And I guess he was just in his normal jacket and mittens. Like, let's get this thing started. Yeah. To me, I guess the body language, I think the real reason why the meme blew up is the body language, you know, because it's like, I mean, I voted for Bernie in the primaries. I think a lot of people, there was momentum. He was really the front runner. Yeah. And then when everybody dropped out, everybody immediately put their weight behind Biden. You know, Bernie was, I guess, radical to that type of establishment. So even though young people like Bernie and people wanted, you know, change in that sense, um, you know, the DNC once again kind of stifled Bernie and everybody kind of went behind Biden because they feel that he's uh, a safer bet. Yeah, he had the best. Or something like that. Trump, you know what I mean? It's what, what, so, I, what I used to hear. And it's crazy yeah. because Bernie is really a soldier of the people, but a lot of people look at him as socially radical. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that yeah. I think that his body language really 
speaks more than anything he can say out of his mouth. He's just kind of looking like, you know what? I'm here. I'm supporting democracy. Yeah, yeah. Put your money where your mouth is, man. And that goes yeah. back to what we said, man. They won. They got it. You know, even Kamala was bashing Biden before she became, you know, his VP. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I think Bernie, his his body language says it all. He's looking, he's looking at him like, okay, we got this guy in, like, do something. He was kind of like, it kind of looked to me like, yeah. <laughs> it should have been me, but I'm here. Yeah, okay. I'm here. I'm, I'm gonna show unity. Yeah, talk about unity. All right, I'm gonna show unity. <laughs> but fam, I'm, I'm so gonna, yeah, I'm I like the memes. Yeah, all the memes are hilarious. Are you serious? Come on. They yeah. Have- now, I don't know if, if anybody listening, you know, know about Chicago, like what happens in the wintertime when people put out chairs and, and, and different. You got to You got to You got to save your spot. You got to put something down to save your spot. Yeah, dibs. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So they had Bernie in a spot. <laughs> he was calling dibs. Yeah, he, was, uh, he, he was said, this my spot. That's hilarious, man. That's hilarious. Yeah. Man. The internet wins again with the meme game. Cause that, Hell yeah. Hell, but, 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 so don't miss his message, though. Right. Exactly. You know, he was sitting like that and looking like that for a reason. Sitting by his. Exactly. Side. He wasn't sitting with the rest of the Democrats. Nope. He's just, you know, he's like, okay, I'm here. And that's another thing. That's another thing. Look how everybody really went out and bossed up. And when I say bossed up, I mean like, come, you know, Kamala had her Pierre Moss jacket on for all my streetwear heads. Right. Uh, you know, somebody in her family was wearing the Dior Jordan 1s, you know, the $2,000 retail shoes, not resell, retail. Um, you know, everybody was dressed to the nines. There was like a color scheme, you know, like, Blue-ish I don't know if it was, you know what I'm I, yeah, bro. I don't know if it was colors of the rainbow or what, but like, it was like Roy G. Biv out there. Mm-hmm. It was someone had a red coat on with a red, you know, suit. It was orange, yellow, green, blue. You know, it, it went down the line. Everybody just was bright. They had their colors. And here was Bernie just showed up in an Arcteryx coat. Like, I'm just a regular dude. Yeah. I ain't I ain't elite. You know, I didn't I didn't go to Paris Fashion Week for this. I'm flexible. I'm just here. You heard me? Exactly. What's up? I got a blue mask too. I ain't got no designer mask. This is a blue medical mask. So yeah, a lot could be a lot could be said just from his picture. You know, picture speak a thousand words. Bernie was loud that day. Absolutely. Yeah, he ain't got to say nothing. He was loud and he didn't even have to say nothing. And I, I respect exactly. Him. And I think that exactly. I think all Americans. I, I can't speak for all Americans, but I could say like from the conversations we've had, we just want to see some action, man. Yes, sir. Some some action, and we have to do things that not only help us as a people. But help us as a country move forward, man. We're tired of the old establishment. We want some shit to really be done. We want some some progression and we want to really be taken care of, not taken care of by our government, but we want our government to work with us to do what's best for us. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, man. Shit, what did you think about the speech? I thought the speech was good, you know. Biden stuttered a couple times. I'm just messing with him. I'm, I'm just, I'm just talking shit though. He, he stuttered a couple yeah, times. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he, he, his message was solid, man. I think he has a stutter though. Outside of old age, I think he has a stutter though. Okay, okay, okay. Like that's something that he has. So you know, I, 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 I see the old jokes, but you know, it's like. <laughs> Let, yeah. let let my man Biden live. Let my man Biden live. You hey, know. <laughs> somebody in the group I was in was like, "Hey, you think Joe's sleeping right now?" I said, "Shit, he." Oh man. I said he earned his nap. Shit. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you know. All right, all right. So, so okay. So they had you know Bernie sitting there. We had the speeches. Um, did you see anybody sing? Because. You know, I think it was Lady Gaga who sang earlier, and then it was J Lo as well. So Gaga can blow, bro. A lot of people. <laughs> That's a fact. Gaga, Gaga got some pipes. She can blow. She can blow. I respect. That's her. a fact. J Lo did her thing. J Lo did her thing. Um, but J Lo's J Lo. You know what I mean? It, 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 yep. She's beautiful. She presents well, but she, you know, her voice ain't as strong as some singers. And that, and that's not a disrespect to her. She know that. You know what I'm nope. saying? <laughs> like, no, no, no. You know, but I, I, I she should be that, thankful for even being there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think that, that you know, above all of that, the poet. What was her name? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let me look it up, but keep talking. Yeah, yeah. The poet, man, like, man, they had slam poetry at the inauguration. I thought I think that that is progressive. Ain't that raw? Man. Ain't that raw? Her name is Amanda Gorman. Hey, bro, I was sitting over here. You know what I'm saying? It's snapping my fingers and shit. I'm like, hey. and she she had an inspiring story as well because apparently, you know, I don't want to say that she was in, you know, special needs, but you know, sometimes that happens with kids where, you know, they they will look at you early on in school, and I know it happens to black kids a lot where they'll try to put you into a slower class. Right. You know, they, they, they look at you and say, you're not, you know, you're not, you know, reacting to the classwork or you're not, you know, you're not socializing with the kids in your class and they'll put you in a slow class. But this is, this is a woman who graduated at the top of her class. So she has that story as well from where she came from to where she is now graduating at the top of her class. Um, you know, reading poetry at the inauguration. She really is a testament to hard work. Absolutely. You know, the American dream. Mm-hmm. You know, when adversity or, yeah, when adversity is thrown at you, how do you respond? And she worked hard and she achieved. She overcame what they threw at her or, you know, what she was going through and, you know, graduated at the top of her class. And now, you know, reading poetry for the new president. So, yeah, it was solid, man. Yeah, I, man. I, I dug it a lot. And, and I, like I said, I think uh, every time, you know, you kind of lose a little hope, like maybe we step two steps back, you know, something like that happens. And you're like, okay, well, maybe we are progressing. You know, maybe we need to go through this time of strife and, and, and disagreement in order to get back to a place of progression. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciated it a lot, man. I was, you know, like I said, I after watching the, the inauguration, I had I was filled with hope. I thought to myself, yes, sir. I thought to myself, I said, you know what, man? I think we'll be all right. I think we'll be all right. Moving oh, yeah. As long as now politicians hold their, you know, stick to their word. And that's another thing. That's another thing. You know, I've seen a lot of people be like, oh, man, y'all just voted for uh, complacency as if in the past four years, what did you do in the past four years? You know, that that's the thing. That's the thing with Trump. He had four years. And with the American people, we are the ones who give you your report card. Right. And we spoke. So to me, there seems to be a lot of people who are just anarchists. You know, it's like the world's got to be on fire for us to do anything. They just thought because Trump was who he was and that other people were speaking their mind, so to say, that that was somehow helpful. Okay, so what? When, when do we ever get past that first step? The first step of knowing how your neighbor truly thinks. Okay, now that you know your neighbor is a racist, what do you do now? Exactly. Because honestly, you didn't do anything for those four years other than call your neighbor a racist. So what do you do now? So I didn't, I didn't like that. You know, I saw people on my Twitter timeline, like, oh, y'all just voted to, to go back to, you know, doing nothing. Y'all just voted back to, you know, y'all just voted to go back to complacency. And I don't think that's the truth. That's not the truth. I think what I think is, you know, to me, um, you know, I guess during the age of Obama, I didn't, I didn't necessarily pay attention to politics like I did in the age of Trump, um, I was also younger. You know, when I was 18, that was the first time Trump was run, or th- that was the first time Obama was running. So the first time I really voted like that was for Obama. And, you know, he got in office, you know, that was it to me. Now, it didn't mean I didn't watch the news, but, you know, when people criticized and when, you know, Republicans were giving him strife, I was paying attention. Other than that, that's all it was. Now, when Trump got in office, it kind of raised the stakes because, you know, everything he was doing kind of just seemed so detrimental. You know, there's people who say, okay, you got to give him credit for this and this and this. Okay, there's a few things he did 
that you can possibly give him credit for, correct? But a lot of things he was doing day in and day out were just so divis, you know, divisive and so like, you know what I mean? Like he's on Twitter going at North Korea. North Korea is telling us that they got a present for us. It was stuff like that every day. The stakes were just that high. Like, what jab do you want to spend today? And I hope nobody presses the button on their nukes tomorrow type of thing. Right. You know what I mean? It was it was the kids in cages. It was the Muslim ban. It was, you know, calling NFL players sons of bitches. It was just like every single day with Trump was just some high stakes BS. Grab her by the pussy. Come on. Exactly. It was just some high stakes BS. So it was one of those things where you had he like it, you had to pay attention to everything he did because it was like life or death it was legitimately life or death so you know and i don't just mean his antics i mean like you know trump had antics but while everyone was outraged there were things being passed in silence so that's when i was paying attention to the news that's when i was paying attention to different news sources i was paying attention to twitter i was paying paying attention to my friends who were paying attention more than me because they would put me on to things like, did you see what Trump did while you were sleeping? Did you see this? Did you see that? So, you know, during this era, you know, I did donate to the ACLU a few times, you know, because of protests. Um, you know, I stepped up. I obviously voted every time that there was a vote. Um, I tried to make my voice heard and things like that. And I don't think that should turn off for anybody. So just because there's a Democrat in office, I don't think it should turn off. I think we should focus, we should keep on focusing and actually, you know, focus more on everything. So, you know, every time Biden signs something, focus on it. What does this mean? You know, if you don't like it, speak up, just like you spoke up on Trump, you know, um, vote when you can vote, every time you can vote. Um, Make your voice known, whether it's on Twitter or at town halls or things like that. Vote locally. Um, protest. Keep donating to causes. You know, when when people like AOC are out here helping uh, union workers who, you know, work for grocery stores in New York, fight for their $1 raise. Yeah, we should, you know, back her up on that and stuff like that. I don't think we're ever going to go back to a time when we can be passive and let people pass laws without our knowledge. Absolutely. So and I, think I, I don't, yeah, I don't buy that from people who, who are, you know, acting like just cause you, just because America nominated a Democrat that we're all just going to go back to a place of complacency. Yeah. Now, do I think there's going to be more decency? Hopefully. Yes. I hope that there's, you know, less blatant racism in the streets, but, you know, being involved politically, I don't think we should fall back. No, I think that uh, it should be talked about a lot more in school. Yeah. I think it's the importance of voting, the importance of having your voice heard, the honor and the duty to go to the polls when you're of age, when you're eligible, should be, you know, put in the minds of American children. I mean, Mm -hmm. one strongest right that we have as citizens and you're a hundred percent correct it's like uh you know going back to complacency like what the fuck does that even mean you know what I mean? exactly it's almost like it's almost like people who swear that they're patriots and they're uh you know heartfelt americans just want to see us digress because the person that they wanted in office didn't get in office. This is democracy. Exactly. This is the exactly. Of America is that we can vote on who we want in office. Now, do I believe in checks and balances? Absolutely. Me and you had this conversation. You know, we don't know how it's going to be. The Democrats control everything, right? We need some kind of opposition. We need somebody to question stuff, right? I mean, like I said, me and you talked about that, and and, mm -hmm. and this is what people are missing is that everything can't be one way. You know, there can't, it can't be one extreme. There has to be some kind of checks and balances, some kind of agreement, some kind of meet in the middle. There has to be, but obviously the decisions that are made 
have to benefit the American people, first of all, and second of all, have to be the right decisions, the ethically right decisions, the socially right decisions, um, the right decisions just based off of of pure fucking good and evil. You know what I mean? We have to, That's a fact. We have to hold these people accountable, man, because regardless of what side of the, of, of, of the aisle they're on, it's always lobbyists in their ear. You know, there's always yeah. private interests. Um, and if you're not educated on these type of things, educate yourself. That's, that's, that's your duty as an adult to educate yourself. Exactly. Telling me some bullshit because you just watched Fox News. That's not that's not going to fly anymore. Man. Exactly. So for those people who are talking about complacency, how about you be the change that you want to see? That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like you think you're woke because somehow you think, OK, let's go back with this guy who was putting who was throwing us in a dumpster fire. And somehow the dumpster fire is good for us. Yes. Let's have eight years of a dumpster fire. But. My thing is, we already went through four, and I know you. And like, I'm, I'm like literally speaking to one person on my timeline without saying their name. But it's like there's a lot of people who he represents, you know. So it's like within that four years of a dumpster fire, I haven't seen you progress one bit. So, what are you talking about complacency? What are you talking about? No, you are complacent. Yeah. How about you speak up? How about you do something more than go on Twitter? Hey, hey, and that's the and that's most of these people's problems, bro. Is that they're exactly they're internet warriors, they're, they're troll warriors, but they ain't really doing shit. And that's what I'm. And that's these people I'm, think it's a movie. They really wanted to go into Mad Max and build their own. Uh, they they wanted to build their own vehicle in their garage, and then ride around the streets with an AK. Cause cause what? No, the world doesn't work like that. No. I'm sorry, bro. And you but don't, and you don't in the times, you don't want it to go to yeah. times, and you don't really want that because that ain't really what you want. That ain't really who you are. So just stop. Yeah. With, stop with the shenanigans, if you will. You know exactly. And, and you capping. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big cap. <laughs> Big cap. Hey, top hat. Big top hat. You feel me? <laughs> motherfuckers and, and this is the thing bro. fucking cap yeah 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 cap fuck out of here <laughs> like, like as americans though we gotta be able to have those conversations it's like okay exactly you don't like this you don't like this you don't like this so what's the solution and guess what mm-hmm. you can't come up with a solution maybe you need to realize that maybe you're a fucking anarchist or maybe you just exactly. Maybe your opinion is kind of off because you don't have. A yeah, solution. you can't criticize. Exactly. You don't have a solution. You see what I'm saying? And that's exactly the that's the problem with half of these motherfuckers is that exactly they want to criticize everything around them, put down everything around them, but then we be like, you know what? Let me step back. Okay, so what direction should we go? Well, I don't know, but I just don't like this. It's like cat. All right. Well, you know what? You can move. <laughs> like, to, like, like we said last episode go back to where you came from you ain't from me yeah exactly time. so yeah oh, man like that yeah yeah to hear unity to hear like you know that positive message man to see all those people together man to see the the even the republican side mike pence was there with his wife and like everybody was mm-hmm. bro the, we were united you know what i mean and hopefully yes sir we can move forward in a better light. That's what I'm hoping. I'm yes, hoping sir. Everybody listening to this, I'm hoping you watch the inauguration. If you didn't, go back and watch it. And uh, man, hope you get a, as positive as a message as we did from it. Yes, sir. Now, did you watch anything at night? Did you watch anything at night? Yeah. After the uh, parade and everything? Yeah. Um, so he signed seven So, okay. Yeah, he 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 you know, he went to the White House, he signed 17 um executive orders. But then you had Tom Hanks announce a whole bunch of musicians. You know, you had the Foo Fighters, you had Bon Jovi, you had uh you know, some Latin artists. You, you know, you had a whole bunch of artists do televised perform or you know, recorded performances from all over the US. Did you, did you tune into any of that? 
Uh, well, I did see the Tom Hanks, but I, I didn't uh, see the I didn't see any of the performances. Which ones did you watch? Uh I, I saw I saw Bon Jovi. I saw Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, I peeped a little bit of the Latin artist. It was cool. I just I just kind of tried to think back to other inaugurations. I mean, obviously Trump's inauguration. I don't know who performed. There had to be somebody, but it wasn't really like you know a big name like that. But it just seemed like it was a star-studded event for this one. Like people was really glad to come out. Exactly, they were really glad to come out and and you know perform. I think you know. Yeah, it was definitely good to see. It was great to see. Uh, if there's video online, I want people to check out that Foo Fighters performance because there was some guitarists that they had looked damn near identical to Obama and it was hilarious because it was just this like half black guy rocking out. You know, he kind of had, he had the gray hair. He looked like Obama rocking out. I was dying, bro. I was like, this is hilarious. Like David Rudin goes back to Nirvana. That was my story. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out, shout out, David Grohl. Yeah, absolutely, man. And um, rest in peace, Kurt. Yeah, my man Cobain. You know, no, you know. But I, I, I mean, it was a day of celebration, bro. And it was a day of renewal. And it was a day of mm-hmm. renewal. I did see a video that they put out. It was Obama, Bill Clinton, and uh, Bush, and they were all talking about like you know how a new president coming into office you know the uh handing over of the powers that be is a is a day of you know celebration and renewal so i'm I'm just happy that you know we got to uh we got to witness that and if all those artists came out and a lot of these celebrities posted up posts to celebrate good on them you know but i do want to say a side note this might be going a little dark real quick but i am gonna say this all right let's hear it I don't even care. Hey, 400,000 people, rest in peace, 400,000. Rest in peace. Um, I've said to have died from COVID as of yesterday is what I saw. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's get this straight right now, because I've seen some people post up some, some, some ludicrous shit. Biden was not in office. And is not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, was that a meme? Was that real? Bro. It had to be a meme, bro. So, so hold on. I seen memes, but then I also saw like people's posts. I'm like, you cannot take everything that happened during Trump's era and then stop yeah. on Biden. He just started working. Yeah. But you see, that goes both ways, right? Because when 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 Trump got into office, right? Right. He was inheriting Obama's economy, and I remember, okay, like the day he was in office, like he, he had started office, like a, like a, maybe like that first month, he was like, the economy is already strong. But the thing was the economy was strong when he inherited it. So, you know what I mean? It was things that Obama put in place that was already strengthening the economy. And so it goes both ways. It's like when you inherit something that's great, you know, your supporters and even you are going to pin that on yourself. So they're basically doing the inverse now, you know. Hey, Trump was heard. Let's tell the truth, bro. In 2021, let's tell the truth. Let's tell the truth. You know, Trump. We we already know he was heard on camera talking about, um, oh, you know, just let him catch it because he figured herd immunity would stop things. And obviously, you know, he didn't tell the American people what he knew about COVID until you know a few months later. Right. And then he didn't even. You know, he didn't even really, you know, enforce masks until a while. You know what I mean? Like, you wanted to keep on opening up. You know, he he left the WHO. He beefed with Fauci. Um, it was a lot of things going on. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on. 400,000 Americans. And at the end of the day, like you said, 400,000 Americans have passed um, from COVID. So... Yeah, um, Biden taking office yesterday doesn't put that on Biden. Hey, man, to quote to quote my homie, you know, men lie, women lie. But Numbers don't. don't. <laughs> I don't know how else to put that, you know. Men Ain't no lie, way else. Women lie, 
Numbers don't. Shout Numbers don't. Shout out Gotti. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out, shout out, Yo Gotti. <laughs> hey, um, our boy Magni, he fought. Hey, man, shout out to Neil Magni, man, a contender. Main event. Yep. UFC two fifty six. That's right. If you haven't he checked, yes, sir. Go back and check out that episode. We had him on. He's a great dude. The Haitian sensation. Sensation. You feel me? Uh, he actually lost this fight, but it was by the hair on his chinny chin chin, man. Yeah, it was two points. Two points, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't a knockout. It wasn't, you know, he didn't, you know, uh, technically, you know, he, he lost by two points. So it was that close. It was that close. Facts, man. Uh, yeah, man. But he'll be back. He looked good. Man. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. He, he got way more punches on him. He got way more punches on him. Um, you know, the way that Chiesa won was through his ground game, through wrestling. Right. And that's, that's what they said. And um, yeah. that's all I was just about to That's the direction I was just about to go. He had, he had, you know, arm length on him. He got his punches off, but they went to the ground and, 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 and man, hats off to the, to the contender. What was his name? Michael, uh, Chiesa. Chiesa, yeah, yeah, Chiesa, yep. Chiesa, yeah, he, uh, man, his ground game was impeccable. I mean, but Magny was up there mm-hmm. with him. You know, like I said, he only lost yeah. points. Yeah, yeah, so, two mean, points. It was all around. Magny got him on the ground a few times too. So yeah, yeah, it looked good. Yeah, it looked good, man. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it really could have went in, in either way to me. Either way, yeah. Um, but man, shout out to Neil, man, solid brother. Honestly, honestly, you know. Yeah. I said, if you haven't checked out that episode, check hey, out. Hey, and I think the bigger takeaway from that fight is that, you know, this was a main event for him. Absolutely. You know, if, if you listen to the episode that we did with Magni, you know, he, he tells his story about, you know, him trying to get in into the UFC. And, you know, he, he didn't take his failures as, you know, a reason to stop. He kept pushing when he couldn't get into the UFC you know, he joined the, um, what was it, the reality show? Yeah. Um, he joined the reality show. He didn't make it the first season. Nah, he didn't. He said they denied him. Yeah. And then it was the second time he was on that show that he actually made it. And they, they gave him a chance. And, you know, just a few days ago, he had a main event in the UFC in Dubai. So, you know, to see where he was coming from and to, to see him achieve just, you know, to get that main event, look, man, even Conor McGregor has lost in his career before. So, right. Magni, he'll be back. And I know he'll be stronger than ever because this is just, you know, good, uh, good uh, learning lesson for him, you know. Um, he's got the reach. He, you know, he, he's got, he's got the, the fighting technique down. He can, he can punch, he can kick with the best of them. You know, now, now all he got to do is really just focus on, you know, breaking out of, you know, grappling, you know, breaking out of, if he gets grappled again, he can, you know, just learn some techniques to, you know, break out of that. And, you know, he, he was doing that. He was breaking out and kind of like, I don't know that, you know, exact terms, but he was, you know, kind of breaking out of, of uh, Chiesa's grip and flipping it on Chiesa and, and, you know, hemming him up. So, you know, the only thing, and like I said, I'm not, I'm not in that world. I'm not a fighter or anything, but I would assume that the only thing he's really going to focus on now is, you know, how to defend himself against wrestlers and how to be a more effective wrestler for himself. Yeah. And once he conquers that, I don't see how he can be stopped. Yeah, I mean, like so. you said, his 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 uh kicking and punching game was was on point. The ground game was on point, but man, this dude just had a little bit more experience. But man, shout yeah. out to Neil, man. I know he'll be back. Like he's just a strong dude. Like he's just a strong willed guy. And um, yes, sir. Man, he's a he's a contender, dude. He's top of you know fuck, top of his class. I mean, it's not too many who could stand up. Yes, sir. It was a fight between two good fighters, and uh, we know he'll be back. Uh, we got McGregor tomorrow, I believe. McGregor fights tomorrow, so uh, this is gonna be crazy. Yeah, we'll see what the notorious does. You know, McGregor. they they talking about two rounds. They talking about you know they. I guess I guess you know what people are saying is two rounds. They they're giving Colin two rounds to knock him out. 
because Connor, of my bad. I said Colin. They're giving Connor two rounds to knock him out. That's what that's what you know the uh popular opinion is. But I mean they they're just trying to round knockout. What happened to Cowboy when he hit him with the knee, you know what I mean? Or the headbutt, whatever that you was. know, yeah. Fucking trick exactly. Shot. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who knows? He could he could get Nate Diaz. Oh geez. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah, but uh, shout out Nate. Man. Shout out Nate. Hey, hey. Um, who is who, hold on since let's let's stay on okay, before before Hank, let's let's stay on UFC for a minute. Khabib. What's up? He man? said that you know, he said he was retiring. He had told Dana that he achieved everything that he achieved. And after his father passed, he just felt like, you know, that was it. What else does he need to prove? Right. Now, Dana said he spoke to him. And I don't know if this is Dana just, you know, trying to keep hope alive. But apparently Dana said, you know, depending on this outcome of Connor's fight, um, it might motivate him to, you know, come out of retirement. Like I said, I don't know if that's Dana twisting Khabib's words and trying to keep hope alive for him to come back to the sport. But to me, Khabib said he retired. Just got to let people know that before we move on from UFC. Hey, hey, you know what? I'm going to say something of that shit. And, and and this is just like when Mayweather was trying to fight Pacquiao after he hadn't been fighting for a couple years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like Khabib took a hit. His father was a trainer. His father was his heart. You know what I mean? Like, you know, probably the reason he even was in the UFC in the, in the first place, his dad, his own mm-hmm. man passed away you know he bowed out gracefully i think that people want to see connor fight khabib again i think that it would be a major payday i think dana white knows it'll be a major payday i just don't think that it benefits khabib in any way you know what i mean obviously he'll get paid yeah he 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 didn't beat connor he embarrassed connor you know what i'm saying he embarrassed connor and Connor didn't want to see no parts of Khabib for the last couple of years. Before, nope. Before his old man passed away. Let's be real. Khabib yep. Animal. You know what I'm saying? He's he's good at what he does. He was, he's great at what he does. And it's one of those things, bro. It's like, oh, his dad passed away. He's been out of the game for a little bit. Probably hasn't been trained. Just probably take care of his family and just, you know, kind of healing. So now you want to try to set it up? Like, I don't know, man. I feel like it's a money. I feel a money grab. You know what I'm saying? That's what I feel. Yeah. I feel yeah. Like a money grab, man. Because uh, Khabib, like he said, he has nothing to prove. Did he got anything to prove to you? I know he ain't got nothing to prove to me. I saw how he did Come on. I saw he, how he, he did him. Like he said, he did what he did. You know, he pieced him up. So <laughs> what? What? With no problem. He don't owe that man nothing. Hey, he don't owe that man nothing. nothing. Connor's the one who needs to prove something to himself by trying to get that get that win against Khabib. Talk to him. Come on. Yeah. Like I already beat you, dog. I don't gotta do it again. Yeah, I could sit so. out, I could sit out here on my land with my animals and my family and chill out. You already got beat. Exactly. I got that. I got that knock. Exactly. And it wasn't hard. It didn't look hard. No. <laughs> nope. It didn't look hard. So he did his thing. So I don't know, man. I think it's a reach, bro. I think I think he mm-hmm. that's just my opinion. You know. Yeah. But yeah, like I was bouncing to before that, man. Hank Aaron, in the baseball world. Let's talk about the baseball world. Legend. Yes, sir. Legendary, legendary, um, legendary black baseball player. Mm-hmm. Um I studied him in school. Um I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure uh what's his name? Did uh Chadwick play him? Or did he, he did no, he, he play played, someone else? He played uh uh he played the other one. Oh. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Okay, so so Chadwick played Jackie Robinson. Chadwick played Jackie Robinson. Let me let me give let me give everybody a, a rundown of Hank Air. 
American professional baseball right fielder who played 23 seasons in the MLB from 1954 through 1976. Mm. Home run king. He's regarded home run king. That's a fact. He's regarded as one of the greatest baseball players of all time, has 755 career home runs, which broke the longstanding career record of Babe Ruth, who stood as the MLB record for 33 years. And he still holds many other offensive MLB records. He hit 24 or more home runs every year from 1955 through 1973 and is one of only two players to hit 30 or more home runs in a season at least 15 times. He was inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame in his first year of eligibility in 1982. And yes, sir, he's ranked fifth on Sporting News' list of 100 greatest baseball players. So outside of me just reading that, you know, without me even knowing that, you know, I've always, you know, regarded him as, you know, like I said, you know, just studying him in school, like when we had to write papers on Black history and stuff like that, he was a hero. Absolutely. Absolutely. Played in the yeah. League as well, right? Before yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's that's kind of something that I, I I wanted to say, but I wasn't sure. But yes, he did play. He did play in the Negro Leagues. Him as well as Jackie Robinson, who tried with. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Both came over to Major League. Broke the color lines. Yeah, when they broke the color lines and they dominated. Dominated. So, I mean, that's 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 absolutely noteworthy. Rest in peace, Hank Aaron. Rest in peace. If you don't know about him. Him up, read him up. It's part of American history. Solid. Favorite. Yes, sir. We salute. Favorite. We salute him. Absolutely. Now, staying on sports, this is something I brought up to you in pre-production. <laughs> um, Shaq, bro, something's going on out here with Shaq Diesel, Shaq Keel O'Neal. Um, so he, you know, he's a host on inside the nba um award-winning inside the nba let me say that it's a great show um all those guys who is it who is it right now it's shaq kenny the jet um charles barkley chuck charles barkley yes sir I don't, I don't want to call him the white guy, but I'm going to call him the white guy because his name, his name is eluding me right now. His name is eluding me right now. Hold on. We ain't going to do it like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I thought the same Yeah. <laughs> the white guy. Gosh. Ernie Johnson. Ernie Johnson. Okay. Shout out Ernie Johnson. Hey, hey, hey. Shout out And Ernie. sometimes they have... Yeah, sometimes they have Chris Webber or Grant Hill fill in for them. Hey, hey, hey. But yeah, man, they Ernie gets one of these, man. Just straight up. <laughs> My bad. Ernie. Yes, sir. Shout out Ernie. Shout out Ernie. We apologize. Shout out Ernie. But yeah, man. So so you know, I say all that to say that inside the NBA is a beloved show. You know, they're NBA analysts. They are there, you know, before and after every game. Um, but recently Shaq has been a little spicy, you know, now you can critique players. That's your job description. Once you're an NBA analyst, but, um, there's a clip if you, if, if anyone wants to go and and search it, but you know, we, there is a player who, who, you know, who had recently won a game, I guess Shaq was critical of him. And he, you know, he, he starts off the clip. It's viral. So if you search it, you can find it. Um, but, you know, he, he started off the clip by just saying, now, 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 you know, I respect you and you're a great player. And this is why I'm going to tell you to your face. Um, but I just didn't think that, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're a championship material. I don't think that, that, you know, you work hard enough. Now I'm telling you this to your face. What do you think about that? Like he said it exactly like that. 
So it was kind of like, you know, just that tone and that whole, I'm telling you to your face and, and the basketball player is just like, okay. You know, like he just won a game. So where's, you know, where's this coming from? It wasn't like, Hey, what did you do to push past this? You know, this was my critique earlier, but you proved me wrong. It wasn't that it was just like, you know, this is what I think about you. And I'm telling you to your face. So what do you think? You know, it was weird. So the guy just kind of was like, uh, I don't know. Okay. And then Shaq was like, that's all? That's all you got to say? And he was like, yeah. And then Shaq was like, okay. And then the guy said, okay. And they just said okay to each other. And it was it was awkward, bro. But, but you know, um, James Harden had commented and he said, you know, uh, you know, as black men, we should be uplifting each other. And how is that constructive? LeBron had chimed in. And, you know, he agreed and said he didn't feel that that is a constructive way to, you know, speak or critique somebody. And, you know, Shaq just said, hey, you know, if I got love for you, I'm going to I'm going to tell you what I think straight up rather than just let you move out here uninformed. Um, but so, you know what, that, that which it sounds good, right? Right. That goes back to the old saying, though, bro. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. How you say it. Yeah. Know what I'm saying so he, he, he critiquing you know just coming at somebody like that when he just won the game it's a, you know he like I would have been like I just won I mean ultimately <laughs> hey, ultimately, yeah because we speak the truth on the kind like ultimately yes sir fuck you you know what I'm saying like I just won yes sir like what you want me to say to that you a hater you know that's what I gotta say to that you know but he didn't go that route but like you know somebody else a little bit more confrontational might have said it like yeah you a hater it's all good okay okay so it was it was uh donovan mitchell okay donovan mitchell on the utah jazz that was the one who was confronted by Shaq, and he just said all right so he just kept it cool okay right like- yeah but you know lebron durant um harden they all fired back at uh Shaq. So, you know, it, it's definitely it's definitely something about the older generation versus the newer generation right now in, in the NBA. Because they're going to compare everything so, that the newer generation does to how they used to play back in the day. Only problem with that is, is that this ain't back in the day, dog. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, like you got to give way to the new generation and how things are done now. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to control yeah. somebody and say, like, you know, I don't think you're, you know, championship material whatever whatever i mean obviously that'll show when whoever wins the championship wins the championship you know what i mean mm-hmm. i'm sure that a guy like anthony davis chicago's very own um i'm pretty sure there was a lot of people who didn't believe in him when he was coming up because he didn't even hoop uh, initially you know what i'm saying he wasn't even a hooper you know but he got his growth spurt and then he started really hooping you know what i mean and look at him now nba now now, KD on Instagram, he said, them old heads need to go enjoy retirement. These boys have coaches they work with every day, LOL. Yeah. Uh, LeBron James commented on that post and said, there's a difference between constructive criticism and soft hating. I've seen it both ways, mostly the hate. You can hear it in their delivery. Soft hating. Stop it. <laughs> hey, but that's, hey, what I just say, though, you hate. That's kind of like a... Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, whatever, fam. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you if you if you're in the media, if you're in the media room, you're like, okay, thank you. Next question. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. Like, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Right. So so I mean Shaq man, we know we know you are the big man's big man, bro. We know you got rings. The whole nine yards. You respect your kill on there, right? You play with, yep. with Paul Pearson now and play. You know what I'm saying? Did your thing. Had your time. Yeah. Did your thing in your time. Mm-hmm. Man, look, you either going to get some constructive criticism and some positive feedback or some positive criticism, which there's a difference between giving just straight up criticism and positive criticism. You know what I mean? Like, hey, yep. you did this right. But man, bro, mm-hmm. maybe you can, you know, maybe this is an area you can improve that a mm-hmm. game a thousand times more or whatever. Yeah. Like that's that's the way you come at it. And I just feel like, you know, just hearing that, 
Like, what would you, how would you react? You know what I mean? And, and, and let's, exactly. let's move away from sports. When an old head tries to tell me something and they never been where I've been or done what I've done, you know, I give them the grace of listening to them. But that don't mean I fucking agree with them. I'm just kind of filtering what they say. Like, okay. Hey. And, and like you said, you know, just moving outside of sports, I was actually on Clubhouse the other day. Um, and there was, there was a dude, DBA, who I guess is trying to open up a youth center in Brooklyn. And he started a room that said, you know, why don't the OGs let the kids do what they want? Now, you know, I guess prior to that conversation, I don't know if he was actually referencing this, but for some reason, this topic is just coming up in, in culture. So, you know, a few hours before this room, um, DJ K Slay was in a room basically talking about OGs versus the young generation. And he was like, you know, the younger generation doesn't respect the OGs. Um, you know, and then people were like, well, the OGs don't respect the younger generation. You know, the OGs, you know, at least in hip hop they, you know, they talk down to the younger generation. And basically what they came to is that it's a cycle almost. So it's like, if the OGs are critical of the young guys' new music and their tactics and how they move, the young guys are going to turn around and feel like they're not supported and they're going to shit on the OGs. So it just kind of is like a cycle back and forth. But, you know, K-Slay was saying how he plays such and such song. He, you know, he tries to do this, this and that. But if somebody says, you know, F him, this, this, and that, he's not going to do that, which is, you know, just human nature, common sense. Um, basically, they, they kind of referenced this in the younger guy's room, DBA's room. And, you know, he was like, I don't, I don't get that. Like, he was like, I feel like anytime a younger guy tries to do something, you know, an OG will step in and, and like kind of either hate or basically a bigger reason for him starting that room he said when he tries to reach out to connect with the older generation or the older oh you know the older guys the ogs he said he feels like they're more gatekeepers than ogs like if they don't feel you a thousand percent or something they're keeping you out they're not necessarily giving you the game they're not necessarily you know, giving you the knowledge. They're not telling you their mistakes. They're not, you know, giving you the tools to help you succeed. So he was like, if you're not going to help, get out of the way. You know, if you're not going to help, why are you criticizing me on how I move? Right. Now, you know, I, like I said, it, what I thought about that was it's a cycle. Because if you, you know, you, you know, you're, you're talking and you're talking and talking, someone's just, you know, you're going to rub someone the wrong way and they're not going to work with you. Another thing that I thought is, why should you even wait for an OG? You shouldn't have to wait for an OG, but just like you said, they're the gatekeepers, bro. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad. But yeah, no, nah, no, nah, what I was saying was these gatekeepers, like, my thing is, if you speak to an OG and they try to gatekeep you, don't get jaded and burn other bridges. Just move around. Yeah. You're a grown man just like they are a grown man. Sure, they're at different levels, but no one can physically hold you down. Nobody. You know what I mean? So if someone's trying to keep you down with connections or they're not trying to teach you or do something move, pivot, find another way. You know, that's what this whole life is about. Message. You know, you gotta, you gotta keep on moving. You gotta find a way. So like, you know, I told them about, you know, and then when, when they did bring me up in the room, cause I spoke in the room, I was sitting next to, uh, I was, I was up there with Royce at five, nine. So, you know, I was chopping it up with Royce and them. And, you know, I, you know, Royce heard this and I was saying like, yo, like, you know, people like Tyler, the creator, they weren't getting love from two dope boys, which was a big blog back then. Like rappers struck, you know, strive to get on that site. And when, you know, these blogs were not giving Tyler an odd future, the time of day, Tyler turned around and said, okay, 
I'm really cool with this hype beast crowd. Let me go on this hype beast forums, pump my music there, and and you know cultivate my fan base and move on. So now that I'm this big, it doesn't matter that this blog hasn't posted me. You know the blog to this day still has a beef with them and still doesn't post his music. But we know Tyler the Creator as what a multi platinum superstar out here. So he had to find a way to move rather than get jaded and say, "Oh, two dope boys. They're not. They're not giving me the keys to the game. They're not putting me on." Right. You know, it's got to go both ways. And you know, I also told the story of how you know when I was, you know kind of you know i had an internship and i was working with people who were considered ogs and stuff like that and when it didn't work out instead of getting jaded you know i kept moving i kept working i found other people who were you know who i put in that you know category of og or mentor you know there was there was engineers i worked with you know you might not be the famous executive, the mythical executive who should be the OG. But, you know, the engineers who I worked with, those were my OGs. You know, other rappers who I worked with, those were my OGs. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I turned to people who I naturally worked with when there was a genuine connection, rather than me trying to, like, reach out like if it was a job application. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to try to apply to be a mentee None of that. But if we cross paths and we're working and you respect me and I'm asking you for advice and stuff like that, then yes, I'm going to consider you an OG. And, you know, basically you got to get in where you fit in. You know, you got to keep on moving, keep finding, finding ways to achieve what you want to achieve. And I'm at a point now where there's younger people than me who are making music and they're looking at me like I'm their OG and I'm not keeping them out of anything. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm connecting them with blogs and play, playlists and I'm telling them what I did that they shouldn't do. You know, I'm trying to get them to come up to the radio station when I was going there. So yeah, that's basically, that was basically my, my, you know, view on it, but yeah, it extends way more to sports. This, this older generation and the younger generation and how we can work together and, and what we need from each other. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's definitely a bigger conversation out there, but, you know, there are people like Shaq and, you know, I don't want to say people like Shaq, like it's a bad thing. You know, maybe, maybe Shaq just feels like he needs to get some hot takes off for his ratings. Cause this is definitely a viral moment. Yeah. So you never know what, you know, motivates people, but you know, there's definitely OGs who have acted like Shaq in the past few weeks who are out there, but you can't get distraught. You know what I mean? You hey, can't man, get distraught. Out here at the cop, we say full speed ahead. You know, yes, they, sir. If they don't give you keys to the whip, you jump on a bus. You Google to where you want. Come on, you won't stop. You know, come on. Courage, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. and you find a way organically, right? When water's yes, flowing, sir. When water's flowing and then water gets obstructed, it just finds another path. So you got to make sure that you find that path. I mean, look at me and you, bro. I mean, we were prime example. Come on. In my life, I know you are in your life. You know what I mean? So it's like, just don't stop. Just keep producing. Keep doing what comes natural to you. And if it comes natural to you, it'll always end up good in the end. That's all I got to say about that. Facts. To the older cats, you're supposed to be promoting the younger fellas, right? You're supposed to be promoting mm-hmm. the generation so they don't make the mistakes you're making so they're better than you. I mean, that's... That's, that's, that's the goal, right? For us to progress as a people, you got to share that knowledge, man. I never hold my knowledge back because I got some kind of bullshit sense of pride, right? So it's yep. like, I mean, but, but, but traditionally, this has been the game, right? The competition, right? Which is cool, which is cool. But instead of looking at people as competition, look at people as opportunity. It's like, man, this dude hot. Why wouldn't I put him on? Why wouldn't I show him the ropes? You know, maybe he'll go further than me. And if he do go further than me, he got me to look at as somebody who supported him or who who put him exactly. on. Exactly. Put him in the right Exactly. Exactly. Man, I hope that, you know, I hope that Shaq, I mean, I, I get what he's saying. Like, he's being truthful or whatever. But, I mean, just like I said at the beginning of this conversation, it's not what you say, man. It's how you say it. How you say it. That's in any situation. That's mm-hmm. If your feet stink, girl, and I ask you to just jump in the shower before we hang out, shit. I just didn't want to tell you your feet stink. 
I just want to say you to hop in the shower. <laughs> that's that's a fact. Hey, that's all I got to say. That's a fact. Hey, what I say is how I say it. You feel me? Right? Hey. <laughs> so, Big fags. You feel me? And that, and that, Big fags. That's wisdom right there. You feel that we dropping knowledge out here on the card. Yes, sir. Hey, man. we got Bombs. Some, you feel me? Hey, we got some, some guests coming on, man. We got some guests coming on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got to shout out Anna Moan. I hope that is how I say the name. We'll find out when he comes on the show. Hey, um, an example of what we were just talking about, man. We're getting him on here. He's a young artist up and coming. Yes, sir. Doing his thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's his story and, and his trials and tribulations and his successes, man. Looking forward to having him on. Yes, sir. Hey, it's the Cod. Well, you know, episode 25, it's the Cod. Two five, full speed ahead. Yes, sir. Full speed. Follow us, YouTube, like, share, holler at us. Always peace. Subscribe.